too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of... MC. Troy. And Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Hello and welcome to Too Young for This Trek, the podcast where I, I watch Star Trek for the first time with my friends who forced me to. Uh, I'm Tyler and uh, MC. I'm MC. <laughs> uh, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just us two this week. Yep. Yeah, it's it's going to be just us for the rest of March, possibly. We might have some guests, but yeah, ironically, we're talking about the, the episode titled All In <laughs> and we're like most yeah. certainly not all in. I don't know if we've ever done a two person episode. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, I was thinking maybe one of the Discovery episodes. Uh, yeah, like the early it, ones. it was. Yeah, it was a few of the Discovery. Yeah. So um, for everyone keeping track. I'm the only person who hasn't missed an episode yet. That's kind of not true. You missed the first episode because you weren't part of the podcast yet. Yeah. I've thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first uh, Picard episode you're not on. Hey, but I wasn't <laughs> part of the podcast yet. But... Yeah, so like, do we count that one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, but since I've joined, yeah, I haven't missed yeah, an episode. Yeah, but yeah, I think Troy's missed the most probably because he's missed but, most of the season of Discovery. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're talking about uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 8, All In. But where do you want to start, MC? Well, we jump back essentially like seconds after what happened at the end of the other episode right before the break where Book and um, Tarka jump out with I'm glad you remembered his name. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was yeah. like, what is that guy's name? But yeah, um, they they take off. And essentially, the president of Starfleet uh, the walks up and is uh, is like, "Hey, did you guys know this was going to happen? What's going on? How are we going to find these people?" Essentially, and then she orders Michael to stay away from them. Yeah, which I, it's interesting that she does that because then like admiral vance like basically helps her create like a loophole like you know tells her to pursue them but make it look like she's not like make it look like an accident and it's just why go through this many layers like i don't i don't understand because then in the end uh the president's like you know good job finding that loophole yeah (laughs) so why why need why make that a thing that needs to happen I don't, either she is too close or she's not too close. Like, I don't yeah. know. Is it like a public relations thing? Like, who who are the people that specifically, because they're also trying to keep like this whole thing under wraps. So who is this for? Who is this charade for? I, I think it's more deniability. So uh, it'll be like, if anyone questions her about it later, she can be like, I I didn't order. In fact, I specifically told them not to go after him. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. Uh, I, but it, in the end, it was the admiral who was like, "Hey, if you can find them, maybe go do something about this." Like it was the admiral, really, in the end, and not the president. Yeah, 
Admiral Vance is so likable, and he is the only one that yeah. pulls that uniform off, which is why he's the only one still wearing that model of the uniform. <laughs> it just looks too good on him for them to like yeah. bother changing it. But yeah, I, I guess the other interesting thing we learn is that uh, Vance was the one who brought in uh, Tarka. Like, he was like... yeah his like number one person or whatever and then taka used his passcode to yep. still the score drive, the score drive. Yeah. yeah um i think other than that there's like the quick discussion uh between stamets uh saru and michael about where they're gonna find the star charts or the things about this place in space mm-hmm and then it's we go to um oh what's it called the um I don't remember what it's called. Uh, you're talking about uh yeah the like casino place or yeah the casino. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't remember what they called it. Karma something. I can't remember. But yeah, uh, because uh, book and Taka are already there trying to make a deal. For the stuff that they need to make Isolinium? the bomb. Yeah, Isolinium. How did I know that? Why do I remember that? I, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael and Owo show up to... Their excuse is they're trying to get star charts from yeah. the same guy. But Owo doesn't know. But Michael knows that they're there because that... Book's going to be there to get... Yeah. Selenium. Which, I mean, I guess Book is thinking that uh, Starfleet wouldn't send Michael after him. Yeah. So Eric had a note about this he wanted us to mention about uh, Owo says something, like, asked something about, like, but why are you bringing me on this? Like, why am I here? And I guess Eric was just like, because we haven't had a scene together. <laughs> that was like, his thought. <laughs> uh I thought uh, she was great in this episode. Yeah, um, I I liked her her fight stuff. Even though I don't fully understand like the gambling mechanics there, like uh, did did they not? Did Michael and her not bet the first two rounds? Or I it don't didn't know. look like they did. I don't. It it was strange. <laughs> It's just gonna let just I guess yeah. just accept that they made the money that way. I don't know because I mean I guess Owo w- was purposely losing the first two times. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because that, yeah. that's what they thought that they got hustled at the end. But yeah, and that's kind of what I thought they were doing. But also, it seemed like she was also getting her ass kicked a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool that this was in here because it reminded me of um. Uh, back when we watched the search for Spock, um, I don't know if you remember my prediction for the second half of the yes. movie, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was Ahura's like journey, and because she has basically no part in that movie, <laughs> so it's like how does she get to Vulcan? And it's like, well, she has to get a ship, so she has to do like a Fight Club type thing, and that's how she makes money. So it was basically that. So I was I was yeah. happy to see that. <laughs> Even though it was one guy and not a whole bunch of different weird aliens that she had to kill, it was just one guy she had to beat. But <laughs> and the reason that she's trying to get the latinum is because they're trying to buy the isolinium out from underneath Book and Tarka, and so Book and Tarka can get it. They're trying to find out who's cheating in the casino and stopping them, and. 
that's how each of them are trying to get the Isolinium. And then they end up finishing both of those tasks at the exact same time. Yeah, so, which it was weird, though, because they also helped each other with their task. Yeah. <laughs> that, that didn't make any sense to me. I, I, I sort oh, of it, liked it, was, it but... I, I, I like the changeling. Yeah. I don't know. Did uh, Michael and Book seem, like, too playful and um, just, like, too too lighthearted? Like, you couldn't really take yes. their causes serious because, like, I, I feel like Michael should be, like, very morally opposed to what Book is doing. But, I mean, at the same time, what Ca- uh, Admiral Vance says at the end, where she was not in Federation space, she was unarmed, she, like... She couldn't just kidnap him. Yeah, true. Because it would have, she would have got in trouble. So it's not like she can stop them and all this happening, but the their interactions between each other do feel too lighthearted. Like you should, it should feel like they're more adversarial. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, I feel like one way they could have fixed that is if they would have, like, let some time pass in between the previous episode and this episode. Just, I, I feel like some time would have allowed them to, like, develop more of, like, an antagonistic, atta- like, view towards each other. Because this is, like, I don't know, two days later? <laughs> we don't yeah. really know. Ten minutes? <laughs> so that was strange. Uh, what did you think about... Um, I don't know his name, but like the leader of the casino, the owner of the casino. Oh, he was he like he's very odd looking. I yeah, is, is sure that a species seen. you've seen before? I'm not sure. He might be. He kind of right? looks but, like a demon. Yeah, he kind of does. He does yeah. give off very much like Buffy vibes. Yeah, I heard someone say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked him though. Like I, I like that uh, that like archetype. You know, he's just like. He can get stuff. He well, he's like he's a broker. I guess he's like a bad guy, but he's also he's like a good guy. Like they they have fun with him, yeah. and like he really wants to see them together. And so here's <laughs> the thing: he's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He's a neutral, he's a neutral guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, he he is a broker. He can get you what you want. He he doesn't care what you're gonna do with the thing once mm-hmm. you get it, but he can get it for you. And facilitating a lot of things, it seems, is his job. And he owns this casino. And, of course, when there's the cheater, who turns out to be a changeling, and that that scene was cool, where they, like, morph into different things and then get caught by Tarka in a force field. Yeah, it, well, you, you got to mention that he turns into a triple. <laughs> yeah. That was really fun. Seeing the triple move so fast. <laughs> you 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 know about that species, right? Uh, about the changelings. Yeah. Uh, I think it came up on lower decks, but that's about it. I think. Or was there changelings in an Enterprise episode? I don't. No. I don't it, know. I don't think it's a big thing in Deep Space Nine. Okay, then yeah, I Deep Space Nine never heard of it. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a big hint in the look of the changeling when it's caught in the um force field to a character that you actually will 
No. Hmm. But I don't want to spoil too much and about their whole species yet. Huh. Well, okay. So I know I heard someone mention that there was another Morn in the casino. Um, like oh, Morn's people. Yeah. I still don't know who Morn is. Um, <laughs> yep. Just know the name. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting Morn one day. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the aliens uh, in the backgrounds. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I should pay more attention to the aliens in the background because Discovery is doing some like interesting stuff, especially... The, I, it, like, the one alien that I sort of saw was a Ferengi. Yeah, that's the only I one I remember, looked, too. The The main reason I uh, noticed it this time was because I thought the Ferengi looked better in this episode than in previous episodes. I'm okay with the one Ferengi we've seen up close before, but, I, yeah, I, I thought this one looked more like the classic Ferengi. I did not go back and, like, zoom in. It could just be because he was far away. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it could also just be, like, it, they're let it's like the casino's dimmer like there's less bright lighting so it's not like you're getting all the sharp features brought out mm-hmm. do we mention why michael's looking for star charts uh they know about the area of space where apparently this species lives uh there's a civilization that lives right on the edge it's like the closest one to the species uh to the tensi so they're gonna try and have first contact with them because they've never done that but they've uh the orions have had contact with them um and yeah, I guess see if they know anything. Yeah, I can't remember the name or it started with an S, but yeah, I don't know. I keep hearing people refer to to like the like known space as like a universe, and then like the Ten C live in a different universe, but it's just a different galaxy, right? Like Star yeah. Trek all takes place in one galaxy, mostly. Yes. So yeah, I I'm really cute. I really hope that we see the Ten C. Um, we okay at, at the end we get a big reveal about the tin sea uh they find out that or they figure out that the uh dma isn't a weapon it's mining equipment yep i can't remember what they're <laughs> mining but uh borillium sounds right <laughs> it made me think of um the the star trek mobile game because you do a lot of mining yeah. in that game yeah <laughs> You do so much mining. It's like game. all you do. And Yeah. And and if you're in a node for too long it, and you don't remember to come back, you get blown up. Yep. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe there's a power up at the end where you unlock the DMA and it just auto mines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. I'm really curious to see what the Tinsi are like. Do do they know that there's like life in this universe? Do they recognize like our life as life or are they like so advanced that we're like insects to them you know well they also mention in this episode like right at the end we discover also the they've got like a whole cloak over a star and a couple of orbiting bodies so they've cloaked their solar system in some way so and they're like yeah this is like beyond technology that we would recognize i don't remember that part were they were they cloaked i thought it was they just didn't have star charts for that area no they were hoping that this other civilization would have star charts uh no they so with the star charts they found out like it was just like a blob Hmm. that they're blocking out 
and someone says that's like the area for like a, a star and a couple of orbiting bodies so it it sounds like they've cloaked their solar system hmm. to hide from the universe or maybe to hide the universe from them yeah i don't know we also find out that michael uh slipped a, a tracking device onto the isolinium yep um i'm trying to think um there was one thing that i wanted to mention and it's not just because i'm the crazy cat person on the podcast but i feel like grudge should have came up like i i don't know how much time's passed <laughs> but i feel like it was a big deal that book left michael grudge and not mentioned um you know i feel like book running into michael he should have asked how grudge is doing just like one throwaway line that's all i needed because like grudge is like all he had left until he gave her away so yeah i don't know i just need them to do something with this cat (laughs) the other thing is they put in a small scene with culver losing his crap oh i love that that was this yeah. is maybe my favorite scene in all of Star Trek. <laughs> because he he's just like cleaning mm-hmm. to distress and, and, and there's a robot that is about to start cleaning and he's just yelling at the yeah. robot, the poor robot. But it, it it's it's very much seems like someone yelling at their Roomba. <laughs> exactly yeah Stamets even mentions he's like why are you cleaning we don't the rope the the ship cleans for us <laughs> yeah it, it, it was a very domestic very like hey we gotta chill out so how about you take some time for yourself let's go to the holodeck i, I i'm kind of upset we didn't get to see anything from the holodeck or anything more to do with that this episode but yeah. I, i'm hoping we get more of that stuff as it comes along but it, it culvert blaming himself for what book is doing is kind of wrong uh, i don't think he should feel so responsible for not seeing that book got manipulated by Tarka into doing this i don't know how manipulated he is because uh book brings up a good point when michael mentions him being manipulated he's like what was i doing when you met me I was attacking yeah. people to still worms. How do you not think that this is something I'm capable of? So That's true. Which I think makes his actions more interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. But I think it's more interesting for him not to be manipulated. But this is a conscious decision. He thinks this yeah. is... He strongly believes it's the right thing to do. And I, I also... I really want... I, I know a lot of people think that Tarka has like ulterior motives. But I really want what he has stated as like his motives to be true like he just wants to get to this other universe where his friend possibly is yeah which there's a lot of things wrong about that because he's you know just gonna go like presumably kill uh is he i can't remember exactly what they're trying to do because <laughs> they want to blow they, up the they, dma but what's their plan after they, that no they're trying to separate the power source from the DMA, so yeah. it will stop, and then he can take the power source and get to the other universe. But what that by stopping the DMA, they could cause this other species to find it a show of aggression towards them. Yeah. So it's kind of like that thing where, hey, this very big powerful species this is just their mining equipment maybe don't piss them off 
Yeah, it's kind of like it's dealing with the symptom without looking at the root cause. And that's how Book Book isn't thinking about that. Like, he's not thinking about the cause. He's thinking about the symptom and Mm -hmm. what he can do to stop it. Yeah, because I don't know what their next step would be after that. Because, yeah, if that's their mining equipment, what are their weapons like? Yeah, exactly. Let me me see if Eric had any other thoughts he wanted me to share. Uh, He liked the triple. It made him squill. Oh, uh, Eric thought that by taking a mid-season break right here, it, like, ruined the momentum of the show. Uh, what do you think about that? A little bit. Like, it took me a while. It took me, like, actually having to watch the recap to know where the hell we were. Um, it, like, it didn't really bother me. I feel like I, I got back in pretty easily. I, but, I didn't really remember what was happening exactly, but... I, yeah, I felt like I had it figured out by the end and, um, you know, didn't really bother me. I kind of like the time to like speculate, like what's book going to do next, you know, how it's going to go. I mean, they could have done the exact same thing at the end of this episode. Yeah. It didn't really bother me. I don't, I don't think it ruined the momentum for me personally. I think, I think the only thing that we have to talk about now is the poker game. The what? The poker game. Oh, the poker game. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Because <laughs> the broker is like, hey, um, you guys sort of finish your tasks at the same time, but I also found these two other people who don't mind the thing that you want. So let's play cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, it's kind of just silly. <laughs> yeah. And then book and michael team up not exactly sure they do one of their things where they're like remember gamba seven something i just made up some shit like and yeah and then you don't know if like book's gonna go along with it at first but then he does yeah i I guess another thing to mention is michael assumed going into it that she was gonna lose because book's better than her at the game uh, so that's why she had the backup plan of the Isolinium. Planting like, the tracker, yeah. yeah. But yeah, what do you think about the poker game? I thought it was just kind of like silly nonsense, but it was fine. It, it was definitely silly nonsense. Uh, it, it very much felt like they could have put something else in there and resolved this in a different way. But they like kind of dragged it out to give like this, will they help each other, won't they help each other, like to try and form this antagonism that we don't really feel yet between the two yeah i'm curious to see how the relationship develops because i definitely expected there to be like a darker tone to the second half of the season with book making that decision (laughs) but there's not like it kind of went the other way they just had like a really goofy episode so i don't know where this is gonna go i'm assuming book's gonna like not end up doing it and everything's gonna be fine (laughs) with him i don't know uh but yeah that i I thought it was really fun that we got to see this new character this broker character on uh this casino oh man i just forgot where the 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 reveal of the casino it was like a ship yeah yeah oh yeah, that yeah. That was awesome. So, <laughs> it, it, I forgot about it, that. The, it looked like the it's like a, a dragon. Serpent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then um, they drive through it, uh, the fly through its mouth, and it turns out that it's like this barge or something sitting on the. It's like this weird steampunk-looking 
barge. Yeah. Like, it's very bizarre, and I don't recall ever seeing anything like it in Star Trek before. No, and it's, it's very cool. Yeah. I, I hate to say it's Star Wars-ish, but it looks lived in like Star yeah. Wars. It's, like, very grungy, and which, I mean, is fitting for, like, this casino place versus... Oh, yeah, especially know. this room, uh, it, the poker room. There's, mm-hmm. like, all these trophies and stuff up on the wall and, like, knickknacks around the place. And, and it very much feels like he's filled this space like it's not just a business it's like his home as well yeah i think in conclusion i thought it was i had fun with the episode but i didn't necessarily like where it took the story for the season i don't know i i'm I'm curious to see what happens to book but i kind of feel like there might not be that much of consequences but i don't know what do you think i think they could have played it a little bit better uh, especially with my Michael overreacting at the beginning of the poker game. Yeah. Like, they could have toned that down a little bit more. Uh, they could have made it feel a little bit more serious. Yeah, and... I feel like no one's feeling the weight of what's happening, which is weird yeah. because, like, up to this point, there's been so much talk about, like, mental health. Oh, yeah. It, the most weight that comes out in this episode is... Between Taka uh, and Owo, their little conversation, where he's, like, talking about loss and, mm-hmm. like, e- everyone experiences loss and the depth of loss in different ways, and not all loss is the same. Yeah. Uh, like, that's really serious, and it's happening in the middle of this poker game that is very camp. Yeah. At points, it it just felt off. Like the whole, it, it, like the tone shift in this episode, like it it like flopped back and forth like a couple of times, and I'm just like, what? Why couldn't they just like keep the tone throughout, and they didn't have to bring all this lightheartedness in in on this episode? But then again, that's probably because of all the heavy stuff that they're talking about. There's probably someone in production, it like the producers and stuff are probably like, hey, this is getting a bit dark. Maybe we can lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, and to Eric's point, like, maybe it would have worked better if we went from that, like, last episode that ended dark, and then this lightens the mood a little bit. But having sat on that previous episode for, like, a month, you know, you kind of go into this expecting it to be something that it's not. Yeah, although it was very, like, it, like the episode still felt like discovery yeah like even though it was like not the same tone as like the last episode I- i'm hoping they bring it back to like how serious of a situation yeah i mean it started out serious in. on like both yeah. sides because like book uh like tarka was like what you think about the spore drive like how'd it feel compared to the other one and books just like being very grumpy not wanting to talk about it like he's like i just we got to do this thing and then by the yeah. end just just being silly <laughs> yeah so. there was some very cool moments in this episode but visually that barge that is the casino yeah was like very unexpected and cool like just they have to go into a serpent's mouth and <laughs> weird bizarreness and i, I like that a lot yeah 
oh yeah we we have to see what imdb thinks about this episode oh yeah i need a name for this segment you got any ideas no (laughs) i I was trying to think of something uh with imdb like but i can't i can't think of anything right now okay so the top rated user review on imdb imdb i think it said imdb (laughs) but it says i'm a fan of discovery but dull i'm not hating on discovery as i've loved it but what has happened season four been so dull (laughs) this is not me being unable to read this is the them being unable to write um (laughs) though after the break the second half of the season would start with a bang boy was i wrong wishful thinking it's almost like the creators are trying to kill it a lot of fans i know have given up i'm debating whether to after this uh and they give it a three out of ten um i didn't think it was that bad i i no i enjoyed the episode i enjoyed it more while watching it than i have in retrospect while talking about it i'm like uh they did kind of like kill the mood a little bit i mean they did but at the same time they, they got a lot of fan service in on this episode. And we, we saw, a, like, a fair few species. We, we we got to experience some very Star Trek stuff. And maybe it didn't feel exactly like Discovery, like the tone for this series should have, but I feel like it was still a pretty decent episode. Like, we got to, we got to have a lot of fun with, like, this weird casino place yeah and i liked expanding on like the whole uh carrier lore you know yeah i I like that and i I think my favorite thing from this episode um story-wise was a book talking about telling michael that like how how can you not see this being like a thing i'm capable of like this is not an out of character decision for me um I like that because it helped justify his decision from yeah. like the perspective of, you know, just like from the story, like it, it makes sense for him to do this. Like he's trying to prevent another Quajon from happening. Yeah. He had an immeasurable is. loss. So yeah. And, and he's not considering the fact that if he goes through with doing it the way that he's doing it, that he could actually cause more damage than prevent it. Yeah. Which is how the Federation sees it at this point. Which is fair. I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, yeah. You got any last minute thoughts? Uh, I think the president of the Federation needs to be uh, a bit more direct and forceful than they're being. Because th- this, like wishy-washy way that they're dealing with michael and how they go against the orders yeah is kind of feeling like hey you shouldn't you be like telling people to get in line not like letting them do whatever the hell they want but what she wants is for them to do the thing that she knows they want to do yeah i feel like like they need to be a little more transparent because they're just all these like murky levels of don't do this wink is yeah no it's not helpful yeah Yeah. it and then it's also like throwing the audience off like why aren't they getting in trouble for like disobeying direct orders like come on yeah 
It doesn't make sense. And like how are you, you're trying to build rebuild the Federation on a whole pile of being dishonest. So yeah. that's not great. And that's kind of why the Federation fell apart. Yeah. So I think that's all I got. I think that's all we got <laughs> for this week's episode. Yeah. So uh, I have a question for our listeners uh, that Picard's going to be coming back and it's going to be airing at the same time that Discovery's airing. I think there's like three episodes that overlap. How, how would you like us? What would you like us to do for Picard? I'm tempted to do what we're doing for Discovery for Picard because that was the first series I saw. But also, I really want to get back to doing our classic Trek episodes because I've seen two episodes of Deep Space Nine. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to get back to doing that. So um, the question is, would you like us to do full recaps like we're doing for Discovery? Or would you prefer us to do uh, what we did for Lower Decks and do um, like one episode once the season wraps where we just like go over all of it um so yeah uh join our discord at probablywork.com slash discord and uh hop in there and let us know what you think um yeah we're not going to do a poll on twitter or anything because i would like it to be like people that actually listen to the podcast versus just random people that find the poll when uh, i put like hashtag star trek (laughs) so yeah join the discord and let us know otherwise i think next week we're gonna try and do um we're gonna have like a review of prodigy at the end of our discovery episode and we're gonna try and get troy there because despite not watching discovery for the past month when he totally had time to catch up on it uh he he did watch all of prodigy <laughs> which to be fair <laughs> prodigy's like what like 22 24 minute episodes so yeah i breezed through all of them yeah. like in two days so <laughs> i watched uh episodes one two three in a row mm-hmm. and then last night i started episode four and i've already finished the season yeah that's basically morning, what i did so yeah yeah i watched the first three as they came out and then i didn't watch any until the show ended and i just binged them all in the past week so yeah yeah and it was really good i have i have mixed thoughts it was okay to me we'll talk about it more next week but i yeah i found the finale really interesting and i'm curious to see where it goes i thought this was the season finale but apparently it comes back during the summer Uh, i thought it was two seasons yeah mid-season yeah anyways uh you can find us on the internet uh you can find us on twitter we never plug our twitter but it's at too young for this track i'm pretty sure the two and the four are numbers there's a link in the description <laughs> um i have another podcast that i'm doing right now uh called the coordinate an attack on titan podcast where uh me and my friend bill watch attack on titan and then talk about it so i don't know how much crossover there is between attack on titan and um star trek because when i look at our statistics for the two shows most of the people that uh listen to the attack on titan podcast are younger than me and then most of the people that listen to our star trek podcast are older than me so (laughs) (laughs) there's like probably not that much overlap but check it out if you would like to um yeah you got anything you want to plug mc no. How's that Thundercats episode coming of Best Animated Shows Ever so far? Uh, well, Troy isn't here, so you can guess how well it's been going trying <laughs> to organize anything. Yeah, we should watch it. I actually watched those three episodes. 
a long time ago. Uh, I've uh, I've done it about four times <laughs> over the last year, and then I was like, "Yeah, we're not gonna get to this. Are we're we? gonna make it happen somehow." I'm gonna start yeah. a GoFundMe to get Troy off of his lazy ass. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the issue. It's also the hours that I work. So yeah, get that GoFundMe so I <laughs> so you quit job. your job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah uh look out for that for the twitter uh we're gonna start a gofundme to get best animated shows ever so far back <laughs> um but yeah uh where where are we beaming out to i I'm, i don't know uh um, to to that place that where the tin c are yeah yeah to the bubble area yeah we're uh two to beam out to the bubble Boop. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games. But I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Each week, my friends and I will discuss games from the NES to the SNES. Games like Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Balloon Fight, Punch-Out! A Link to the Past, F-Zero, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a Podcasters Assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network, where we'll be replaying and discussing some of our favorite video games from our childhood. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub now to learn more. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.